So we digitally transform the at-risk worker field experience. So these are folks that are that are not working in in you know necessarily downtown Houston, downtown Calgary. These are folks that are out in the field. And as we all know, the further we go from from uh, downtown, the, the more more challenging uh, safety becomes. And so we want to make sure we we keep those people safe through a variety of ways. One is to, to track those workers and, and, and understand where they where they are and make sure for their safety and whereabouts they are in a, a, a good a good safe space. And the second thing we want to do is we want to help organizations improve that safety culture. Our mission, and we choose to accept it, is zero injuries and zero environmental impact. A healthy workforce and environment is key to our nation's continued success. The Mission Zero podcast is a deep dive with the industry's top experts into the health, safety and environmental aspects of today's workplace. Our mission is to be a platform for new ideas and strategies that, when implemented, will improve our safety, our environment and how we govern our business. We are making the world safer and we're going to have fun doing it. Okay, welcome everyone to the Mission Zero podcast, uh, being recorded here in the acclaimed Fletcher Azul Tequila podcast studio. Uh, today I'm blessed to have two great guests, uh, Cameron Barrett, CEO, and Jeff Budinger, VP of US Sales of Field Safe Solutions. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Good Thank to see you, you for having us. Great Thanks to be for here. Coming in. Thanks for coming in. Um, before we dive in, I kind of just want to get started. Uh, you guys tell a little bit about yourself, your your you know your past work, what led you here, and I'll go ahead and start with you, Jeff. Go ahead. So again, Jeff Bettiger, uh, VP of Sales for FieldSafe. Uh, spent 18 years with Slumberjay, and prior to that, I was a vendor to Slumberjay, so in the software space, and uh, so a number of different roles, uh, and saw the advantages that uh, FieldSafe brings on the safety side, and saw the. Uh, some goods and bads in the oil patch, which we've all been through with the ups and downs, as well as uh, good and bad from safety. And uh, so excited to be part of this new team. Cameron? Yeah, great. Well, thanks again for for, for hosting us. We, we Do you truly... go by Cameron or Cam? Either one's great. Okay. Either one's great. Yeah, you bet. Um, my friends call me Cam, so we can we can go with that. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll take that. The uh, you know, My background is, is is software and technology over, over the last, last 20 years. And uh, increasing leadership roles in those organizations uh, that, that I've worked with. And, uh, you know, when we look at the the, the world of safety, uh, operational efficiency, operational excellence, all the things that go along with improving that safety culture, we, we at FieldSafe just just saw a great opportunity to to advance uh, where many organizations had 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 tried uh, and and we just took it kind of one step further uh, to to support. Uh, you know the, the the girls and guys in the field, and so so that's our that's our mission, and uh, it's been a it's been a great ride so far. I um you know looking at your uh, you know reading a little bit about you, I, I read you were president of the hunting society Huntington Society in Canada, and I thought that was very interesting because I didn't know what it was. Can you say a little bit about that and, and what that is? Yeah, you bet. So I'm on the board. I'm on the board of the Huntington Society of Canada. Huntington's is a, uh, a genetic uh, disease. Very much, you might look at that individual and think they have uh, MS, that type of a 
that type of a disease. And it's uh, it's a genetic disease. And uh, my my family is impacted. Um, and my mother is, is doing great, but uh, she's one of the lucky ones. So, uh, you know, certainly um, my um, my opportunity to, to, you know, share some of my skills and expertise with an organization I'm, I, you know, very, very much uh, um, uh, close to my heart. You know, I saw that. That's great. I'm, I'm involved in a, uh, a charity called uh, Triggers Toys here in the United States. And I like to see that, that, you know, people get involved. You know, it doesn't matter what you get involved in as long as it's something. It's especially nice when it's close to you. And I, and I kind of assumed it was probably close to you in some way, family or something. And that's nice to hear. So, but uh, <clears throat> one thing I will make a complaint. Uh, I would I appreciate you letting us borrow your weather a couple of weeks ago. But uh, next time, just you can keep that to yourself. We didn't do too well with that in Texas. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was something we certainly saw that uh, on on you know international news and and uh, really the, the the strength of the people here. You know, two weeks later, we're we're back and you know back in it, saddle, back, back in the saddle, so. literally back in the saddle. So that's great. Uh, all right, well, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and get started. Uh, can you, you know, one thing I want you to do first is can you kind of give the audience a little bit of a a layman in layman's terms, what exactly Field Safe does? Yeah, no, that that would be my pleasure. So we digitally transform the at-risk worker field experience. So these are folks that are that are not working in in you know necessarily downtown Houston, downtown Calgary. These are folks that are out in the field, and as we all know, the further we go from from uh, downtown, the the more more challenging uh, safety becomes. And so we want to make sure we we keep those people safe through a variety of ways. One is to to track those workers and and, and understand where they where they are and make sure for their safety and whereabouts they are in a, a a good a good safe space. And the second thing we want to do is we want to help organizations improve that safety culture by taking all the information that's currently delivered in in clipboards and and big white binders covered in mustard, and and take all that and put it on the device that the user's used to uh, interacting with on a daily basis. So that can be any, any Android, iOS, Windows device, um, you, you know, that, that mobile device that, that people use to communicate with their kids and their, their families and take photos of and all the interactions that they're, they're common to those individuals to make it really, really easy so that we, we drive that, that great change management and uh, improve field adoption. Of, of these technologies that, that can, can really uh, transform organizations. And uh, yeah, that, that's our, that's our mission. You know, you mentioned tracking and that's something I kind of read about what, what, what are you doing differently in the tracking? How has it improved over what, I guess, what's currently out there? What you need competition? Yeah, it's, it, it, you know, it's a great question. So we, we do a lot of things in a single platform. So it's not necessarily that we do everything better than all of our all of our competitors, it's that you know we're safety focused and we do a lot of things in a single place, thus avoiding app fatigue, um, and you know having to go to six different places to do to do four different four different things. Um, that said, in in the tracking space, um, you know we use the mobile device to ensure that we're um, the GPS coordinates of that mobile device to ensure that we know where our people are at all times, and. Um, you know, most organizations really, really struggle with knowing where those people are, viewing them on a web portal, a dashboard. We enable that, of course. And then as a key differentiator, we take all that data 
Uh, so a differentiator, we take all that data and connect it back into the authorities. So whether that's the sheriff's office, uh, your local emergency response center, we can drive workflow in our platform all the way back to and including, you know, emergency response uh, type of activities. And so, so that's what our clients tell us is, is what they, they really enjoy about our platform. What led you to this? Like, you know, I know you're a technology background. You're, you're heavy technology. Uh, Jeff and I are, you know, I guess we're, uh, you know, we're both in oil, oil sector more or less uh, through, through our, but but what led you to saying, okay, this is, this technology, this is an answer. This is why I think this is a need. And what led to that? Yeah. So, so three years ago, uh, I got introduced to the two co-founders of, of FieldSafe and heard their story and, and their story uh, was one where uh, one of the gentlemen, uh, Alan Bradley, um, had had a uh, he was a land agent, and he was in a case of imminent domain uh, with a landowner, and the landowner was was none too pleased. And uh, after a couple of trips back to have different, you know, escalating conversations with the individual that Al made every effort to defuse, uh, a gun was pulled uh, by the landowner, and. Uh, there was no way for the organization that Al represented at the time to understand, you know, where he was, what his risk factors were. And uh, so Al, Al decided there, there had to be a better way. And Paul Aberley, our other co-founder, uh, was a process control automation uh, engineer and said, okay, I, I like where you're going, Al, but we can do more. So now let's not only do uh, safety in the moment uh, of, of managing the at-risk worker, but let's get proactive and take all of that paperwork and drive uh, workflows in a digital way um, back to back to home office in real time. And so their two thoughts and ideas came together. And, and when they approached me about about joining the organization, uh, I, I clearly understood the the need from their stories uh, and understood that there there had to be a better way, uh, and that organizations um, would would make. Uh, would make those investments to keep their people safe um, if we could at the same time show them a, a return on efficiency and operational excellence, improve safety culture. Uh, we, we felt that would be the uh, uh, the winning combination. And and thus far, it's it's been uh, it's been very good. Yeah, it, it kind of sounds like uh, <clears throat> you're taking, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong about anything, but you're taking seven or eight tasks and putting it into one, making it, because, you know, I've been in the field working with safety people. They, they're doing reports after reports. I mean, it is, it is a constant thing and it does annoy them and it does, uh, you know, it may take away from field training. It may take away from them going around their locations and saying, you know, improving site safety. So yeah, I can, I can see it. I can see where that would be a, a big, you know, a big help in, in actually, simplifying it a little bit for the to guys to to give them opportunity go ahead yeah and and, and you're you're exactly right so we have a, a major drilling manufacturer here who operates in in the state of texas as well as north of the border in canada but they were doing rig site walk arounds that were taking them you know upwards of 40 minutes they were completing this task a couple three times a day across several hundred rigs and utilizing our platform we were able to get that down from from around 40 minutes down to about eight minutes and so great, we're going to give you 30 minutes back in your day. What are you going to do with that? And they immediately said more safety observations, more training uh, of, you know, newer individuals, less experienced uh, to drive improved safety culture. 
So not only were they given the time back, they knew immediately what would they would do with that time. And it wasn't one extra cup of coffee. It was driving that improved safety performance at the rig. That that jives with everything I've ever heard. They don't they a lot of times they don't have time to do their jobs properly. They they just they're constantly worrying about the minutia of bureaucracy, the all the paperwork and everything. So something making that simpler does sound probably you know very appealing to them. Um, would you if someone asked you, I guess, um, if your product was is this a completely new idea? Or is this an improvement over something that's previously there? How would you answer that um, to, to, you know, to someone, I guess, if you're talking to, you know, someone at Schlumberger, they're probably going to know the answer to that already. But some people aren't, some companies I would say aren't as sophisticated. So how would you answer that question? Is it new or is it, uh, you know, improvement? Yeah. So, so I would say it's, it's a marked improvement and I would say it's a marked improvement for the enterprise client, right? These are the largest organizations in the world. Uh, we have 10 Fortune 1000 organizations uh, who, who utilize FieldSafe on a daily basis uh, to drive, drive business value for their organizations. And so we, we've done a few things differently, right? The first is we've built an enterprise platform that's scalable, secure, and sustainable, right? And so it's, it's not that hard to build a cute little app. This is, this is, this is not that. This is that next level. Uh, and then, you know, as mentioned earlier, we're, we're device agnostic. So we enable the enterprise to deliver our platform across <clears throat> Android, iOS, uh, Windows devices, Class 1, Div 1, Class 1, Div 2, Panasonic, Toughbooks, and the like. And then, and then third and finally, our platform is built by the field for the field. And so as a unique differentiator, you know, aside from the ease of use of the platform, which is really our number one differentiator, we operate our platform in offline mode. So really, you know, early, early stage platforms were, were, you know, windows based platforms that needed, you know, internet connectivity or, or strong cellular connectivity to be effective for the field worker. Very, very frustrating for the field worker to get halfway through, you know, that five page form and now be, be kicked off the internet. Well, we've solved that problem as, as we, we allow for, for the platform to be fully functional in offline mode. So really expanding on uh, digital uh, and the digital innovation that clients want to drive while making it easy, easy to use and then listening to our clients about where we can improve upon that has, has led us to where we are today. See, um, <clears throat> I like when you said listening to your clients because that's, um, that's my mantra and, and what I do is, is to go out there and actually talk to them. I try to get as dirty as I possibly can because, you know, I could I could be this design engineer and sit in a lab and figure out how to design a glove that looks good to me, you know, but it might not necessarily work for the guys in the field. But uh, but I like the offline part. Uh, I used to use a hazard assessment app that was just like what you described. It only worked if it had a connection. Sometimes when you're in the middle of New Mexico or South Texas, you don't have a connection. So that I, 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 I say that is a marked improvement that caught my eye. Um, Couple, you know, you guys are a couple years in. What are um, and Jeff, if you want to answer this one, uh, what are some real world successes so far? Where, where, who have you? You know, you don't have to name the company, obviously, but uh, some successes in improving safety and or lowering costs. So there's a, a number that I can uh, point to, and uh, let me 
be more detailed. So in the U in the U.S. specifically, we're relatively new, and that's part of the, the my charter of coming on board. Um, we we've got a number of accounts that have brought us south of the border and expanding conversations with them. Uh, and Cam can enlighten on a, uh, add a little bit on this aspect, but we've been uh, selected by uh, Floor for their LNG Canada project in Kitimat, BC, which is dubbed the safest project on the planet. And they selected our little software company to uh, uh, to be their HSE backbone. Uh, we've, since we've been able to expand that uh, uh, relationship with them, and we're extremely proud of it. So we're in uh, Australia and Japan with them already, uh, and uh, very exciting. Um, that's led to a number of very fantastic discussions with other uh, other partners and uh, ongoing discussions south of the border today with with a number of those. But if you look at uh, areas where we've materially changed, right, and this very much leads down the ESG uh, standpoint, which is obviously a to hot topic for, for folks. That's what we're about. <laughs> um, so if you look at things like uh, leveraging operate by priority, right, so how do I go high grade the, the tasks of a field worker today? Uh, we've got a client uh, north of the border that we've been working with, but for their 150-person organization, by leveraging this operate by priority methodology, they've been able to uh, reduce their environmental footprint by, to the point of taking 40 vehicles off the road for an entire year. Uh, for an organization that side, that is a monumental task, right? Uh, if you look at uh, an expansion on that, uh, the digitization of forms and uh, Improving that efficiency for about a thousand person organization. They generate about two million pages of documents every year just on doing standard forms. We've and, seen the books. Uh, right. So if, if you take that out and extrapolate it out, that's the equivalent of 238 trees that you're saving just by that organization of digitizing the workflow. So it makes a material difference, which today ESG shows up on everybody's annual report. And we're very excited to be making an impact in that space. Um, maybe Cam, you can expand on the, the HSE aspects, which I think uh, is part of the conversation. No, it's a, it's a great summary, Jeff. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it back over. Okay. Um, one question I kind of wanted to uh, ask you guys, you know, you're, in, you're, from, you're from Calgary. Uh, we're here in Texas. Obviously, um, you know, our primary customer is going to be energy focused. And, and you know, we know, those we know those sectors very well and, you know, how they work. And I can see from the get-go how this would be wonderful for those sectors, right, for those types of companies. Um, can you tell us any examples or, uh, you know, how well or how good of a fit field safe would be for other sectors and what sectors in particular, what industries in particular? Yeah, it's a, it's a, very, it's a very good question. And, and certainly the energy sector is, is, is a prime sector for us. Uh, that said, um, you know, our ideal client has, has three attributes, right? The first is they're an asset-based business. They don't make their money off people. They make their money off of the asset. Uh, the second is that they have a rural component. As we spoke of earlier, delivering safety performance uh, further outside of a metropolitan area becomes more and more difficult. Uh, and then the third is um, in the first paragraph of the annual report, the CEO, she or he uses the word safety. So when things go badly at that company, it's not about cybersecurity. It's not about, you know, currency risk. It's, it's, it's about safety and, and uh, you know, bad things, bad things happen when, when safety isn't uh, at top of mind. And we, we hope all of our clients uh, can, can uh, benefit from, from our platform. So when you start to look at those, those types of organizations uh, that fit in those, those ideal client uh, space, now, now we start to talk about uh, organizations in the utility space, 
uh, organizations in the transportation space, um, rail, uh, grain, uh, those types of organizations that have a, a good number of, of, of remote uh, and lone workers uh, who, who are constantly challenged with uh, getting their information uh, back from home office to the field or from, from the field to home office rather in, in real time. So many different verticals as, as a growth organization, uh, focus becomes really important. And so uh, although there are tremendous opportunities in the healthcare space with remote nursing, uh, the education space uh, with uh, remote learning, and like we've really put a put a, our arms around uh, the energy energy services business and and those organizations that I that I just mentioned. Okay, um, you know two things you just point out that really stood out to me. I'm in PISA. I remember PISA. I'm on the HSC committee, and you know, I think I kind of mentioned this to Jeff before. Um, I was part of the task, the COVID task force, when it first began, and we were with some, uh, you know, a couple of people from NOV, Schlumberger, and and uh, we were tasked with coming up with a, I guess, a template response plan because uh, generally speaking, these companies only had a disaster plan. It was never specifically a pandemic plan, so we had to come up with that plan and the. Number one focus, the number one pain point was communication. How how is this going to be communicated? Because there's how many how many different companies working on a rig site at one time? So that would so simplifying that I can see is a great one. Uh, another thing I've noticed too, you know, Jeff mentioned reducing uh, cars out there. You know, that has an, its environmental impact, and that's very important. Um, you know, you talk to any safety person from any major corporation, and driving is their number one safety concern. You know, I wish I wish, you know, my, you know, I'm in the hand safety business. I wish it was number one, but it's not. It's certainly driving. So I think you're, uh, you know, you're hitting on two big pain points with companies. So, I, you know, it's, I think I see a I see a really good way to solve a lot of safety problems there. And I like it. Well, and, you know, you hit on a good point there, right? Because over 40 percent of the incidents with any organization are, are involve a vehicle. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and safety professionals know these things. Mm -hmm. And so our goal is to understand, um, that although that's the, the industry standard, where, where are the pain points of that organization? Where can they see areas for improvement and then work with that, or that safety professional to have conversations at the, at the business level, whether it's with, you know, vice presidents of operations, VPs of finance and the like mm -hmm. to help them, uh, begin to talk about the return they're going to receive on the software, the improvement of safety performance, operational efficiency, operational excellence. And oh, by the way, we've also thrown in something for your, you know, your probably newly minted VP of sustainability, right? <laughs> and, and so when we, when we combine all of those conversations, we move from an app to a platform. Mm -hmm. okay. And so when you spoke earlier about the differentiator, what are you doing that's, are you building something new yeah. or are you expanding on? what our clients tell us is we're a platform, right? And we have something in there for many parts of the organization. And now we can deliver that to the field to get data back from the field to home office in real time. Now we're having an impact on the organization across many facets. Um, next question, you know, I kind of wanted to, I guess this is more of a question on behalf of your safety professional that's listening to this podcast. Uh, you know, they're going to see this and they're going to see immediate benefits, of course, who wouldn't, but they're going to have a hard time selling any new cost to the organization. How are you guys, 
I guess what kind of an ammo, what kind of ammo are you giving these safety people to go to their operations, to go to their procurement, to go to their sourcing or whoever they may have to go to for approval to, you know, for example, you know, Jeff mentioned, you know, the, the real time, the, the real time numbers. This is what we save. This is what we come up with. How are you helping them when they go to, to present this product to their management? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. So aside from the aforementioned areas where, uh, you know, we're going to, reduce CO2 emissions, we're going to improve um, uh, digital and, and drive drive less paper, save trees and the like. Uh, for the sustainability organization, we're also going to work and drive a lot of that administrative task uh, and the cost of driving that administrative task out. So what we like to say is we want data to be born digital and die digital. So as soon as it's born on paper and there's a clipboard involved, there's a cost to get that information to become digital. And what we're trying to do, trying to do, and successfully have done with many clients, is drive timely, accurate, and structured data from the field back to home office without additional human intervention. So most organizations, it would be, uh, you know, with take an organization with five locations, they would have an administrator at every location who does nothing but chase paperwork and enter data. And even when they do that effectively, and many of these people are are, are very good at their jobs. Now they have to take their time to keystroke that data in to some, some type of uh, repository that eventually gets consolidated and, you know, two to three weeks later, in many instances, uh, management gets the information they need about, about what's truly taking place in the field. So that administrative burden is a big area of savings for our clients. Um, and then as we look at attracting the next generation of workers, you know, these are, these are people that if you're, if you're under 30 years old, you grew up on, on that mobile device in the last, in the last, last decade. And so um, how do we allow organizations to have, um, be more attractive uh, to that generation that they're attempting to, um, that they're attempting to lure uh, and, and recruit into, into what is now, um, you know, back at, back at $65 dollar oil, yeah. where, <laughs> where we're going to, we're going to be in that, that mode again. Yeah. And so, you know, we drive operational efficiency gains. Uh, we're we're going to assist with, you know, less administrative uh, time. Uh, we're going to assist with recruiting. Uh, we're going to make sure that we have the data available for the regulators so that we don't have to go scramble to create an audit trail, uh, you know, to meet all the regulatory requirements at, at year end. And so all of these areas and, and, and others are, are, are ways that we can drive efficiency and cost savings in the organization. And we'd like to work with each of those safety professionals through their unique business case, which we have plenty of experience uh, doing so. Uh, and some case studies on the website as well. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. There's nothing like a good case study. Nothing. Say, hey, th th this worked for, an for another organization. Uh, it might, might work for us very well as well. You know, over the past few years, and especially, you know, the Oilfield 360 podcast is, uh, is recorded in here and you hear data, 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 you know, and, and it's, it's really nice to see it be pushed into the safety side of things because, and I'll, and I'll tell you where I've, what I've discovered is organizations, especially behemoths, they don't capture safety costs very well because they come in in different areas. So no one person is responsible. You know, this guy sees the, the downtime loss and operations, this person, this, this, 
uh, organization, this part of the organization sees the insurance rise. This part of the organization sees the medical. So we have to do the same thing that you're doing. We have to make the business case and we have to say, look, there's a lot of savings here. There's a lot of potential savings here. But what I like most of all um, about what you said on the safety side, on the safety side is that you're freeing up safety professionals to do their jobs more and you're giving them real-time information because that repository you talked about can be really poor in a lot of cases if it gets read at all in a lot of cases so so I, I really like that and and I think I think that's something that would be you know would be very interested interesting to a lot of safety people especially at some of these larger oil companies well and technology has been been the friend of of the field worker and let me let me explain to you what I what I mean by that is Cloud technology enables a crawl, walk, run approach for deployment. So if we were talking 10 years ago, this conversation would be something to the effect of the safety professional going to ask their operations team for a million dollars to deploy software to the field. And that would involve a server and rack space and backend technologies uh, and the like, and a large long-term investment in a, in a platform that the safety professional was going to have to take some risk on to, to get into their organization. Clouds change that. And so cloud technology allows organizations to take 40 or 50 users, right, and spend 60 days with FieldSafe, with our sales team, with our, our client success team, and prove out what we believe is going to happen to drive that adoption, to improve that change management, and then move forward into a longer-term agreement between the organizations. So cloud has enabled that the same way that, you know, when, when you decide you wanted to be a Netflix customer, you clicked on a button, and by the way, they give you, you know, they gave you the soft, the, the download and the software immediately, right? Well, that's how cloud technology operates in terms of deployment time to value um, and, and allows our clients to ensure that we're a good business fit for them and they're a good business fit for us before we enter into a longer term arrangement. Well, gentlemen, thank you very, very much for coming on. I think, uh, I think what you're doing, I think it has a lot of legs. I think people are going to really like it, especially, you know, moving into the U S market and they are moving towards a more environmentally, uh, you know, ESG focused company. So this is, this is right up that alley. It, you know, it's, I think it's a really great thing. Thank you for thank you for coming. Thank you for being part of it. And I think my audience will, will get a lot out of it. Where can people learn more about your company? Yeah, great. Um, so www.fieldsafesolutions.com uh, is our website. We appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here today. And and uh, you know, on behalf of Jeff and myself, thanks thanks for hosting us. It's been great. Thank you very much, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show and accept the mission. Please subscribe to the Mission Zero podcast on your preferred streaming service and be sure to give us a five-star review.